Hello listeners, you have just tuned in to the 20th episode of the Next English Podcast. I can't really believe it myself that I have already posted 20 episodes of my podcast. I've gone a long way because there is a lot of effort and time and uh, work behind this, you know? It makes me sort of proud that I have got that far. However, it's not far enough. I want to go even further. The new target is 30 episodes. So please wish me good luck so that my aim or objective is achieved without any obstacles or problems. This episode is called The Referee and the Ball. And it is all about my experiences which happened to me last Sunday. That is on the 4th of August. And these experiences were rather extraordinary in the context of my uh, boring and dull life. So I decided, uh, when, this, when this was happening, it was still happening, when I decided that uh, I have no other option but to make an episode out of this so that I can share this experience with you listeners. I'm a good person after all, I don't want to keep this just to myself. <clears throat> Or maybe you can understand it that I'm a show-off uh, showman. Uh, I think the, the, B, the B option is, is right. Anyway... There is something else that I need to tell you and I want to start with this uh, before I get to the content of this very episode. I'm sure you are already curious. You are already wondering what on earth can be more important that needs to be mentioned at the very beginning before the, uh, the main uh, thing. Well, it's not the best word to use here. Before the main... Uh, what is it? I can't find the correct word. What is going on with me? Am I becoming already nervous about recording my podcast once again? Okay, maybe there is a reason. There is a reason uh, for this. And uh, I'm going to explain you in a while. Just let, please let me finish this. Okay? I should explain this. Right? There is something I need to tell you first. Before I start talking about the referee and the ball story. Okay? And this is about to happen now. No more trash talking. I promise. Right? Two days ago, something massive happened. Luke, from Luke's English Podcast, the one about whom I regularly speak on my own podcast because he's my teacher, he's my only true teacher actually at the moment, and he is my inspiration, he is somebody I look up to, and he is the person because of whom this very podcast is alive. It wouldn't exist without him and his podcast, which became an inspiration for my own podcast. To put it simple, I made use of his podcast format, and I tried to do uh, something like that myself. I asked for permission, he agreed, and not only this, he is very supportive of my project, and I'm very, very happy that uh, he took it this way, because he could have been offended or insulted or just angry, because I could sort of... Um, infringe his copyright or breach his intellectual property but he just took it highway and I'm glad he did and it was in his last podcast where he actually mentioned me and my own podcast I can't believe he did that and uh, it was episode 142 of Luke's English podcast called Annual General Meeting Part 2 you can of course download this on teacherluke.podomatic.com and listen to what Luke says about me. J 
just remember it's 26th minute and he spends about a few minutes talking about me and my podcast hmm okay i just i just got the, um, a mischievous idea maybe i could actually play you this or well, i hope he he won't mind might be a bit of advertisement for himself because after hearing this you will want to uh, listen to Luke's English podcast and not to listen to my own podcast anymore. But you know what? I'm going to take this risk. So I think I'm going to stop here and insert uh, uh, this few minutes of Luke's English podcast. And don't get me wrong. Just because I want to blow my own trumpet a little bit here doesn't mean that I'm a musician. Uh, no, not really. I'm a sportsman, not a musician. I can't even play the simplest musical instruments, let alone the complicated ones. So I think I'm gonna stop rambling on now and just play you the stuff you're looking forward to, aren't I? Yep, here it is. Right, next uh, item on the agenda is uh, Zdenek Lukas. I don't know if I'm saying your name correctly and I'm really sorry because I know you have told me how to say that, but you know, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, Zdenek is um, a listener to Luke's English podcast. He's from the Czech Republic. He's, an also, he's also an English teacher himself. And um, it's very interesting because he contacted me some time ago just saying how enthusiastic he was about the podcast. And uh, it's very nice to hear such an enthusiastic series of comments from someone. And uh, it's, it's interesting because he um, is an English teacher himself and he told me how... Uh, he's been influenced or um, inspired by listening to Luke's English podcast to the point where he's now producing his own podcast and it's called Zdenex English Podcast. And this is because a number of episodes ago, I suggested to you, the listeners, that who who knows, maybe you could create your own podcast. You could call it Jose's English Podcast, for example. Well, Zdenek has actually done it. He's, he's created Zdenex English Podcast and you can listen to it on the internet. Um, now, again, again, to be honest with you, I want to devote a, a whole episode to this because I, I would like to create an episode called parodies of Luke's English podcast or, or um, homages or homages to Luke's English podcast or, um, um, let's see, what, like, uh, uh, run out of steam. You know, you know what? This is part two of the meeting, and I did part one earlier on today, like immediately before doing this one, and I'm knackered now. I'm absolutely exhausted. It's too hot, and uh, I've been doing this for like two hours or something. I'm, I'm really tired now. But anyway, Zdenek, 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 right. Uh, he's created Zdenek's English Podcast. I'll post uh, a link to it on the page, and you can find it. But I just wanted to say, hi, Zdenek, and you're awesome uh, because... Um, I mean, it's pretty weird listening to your podcast because it's clearly like really inspired by by mine. Um, I don't think it's an actual violation of my copyright or a, a breach of my intellectual property rights or anything like that. It's just very similar. But it's kind of cool because he's sort of taken a lot of the features of Luke's English podcast. For example, just the general style, the way in which I talk, the way in which I kind of go off in different directions, the kinds of jokes I make, just the whole rhythm, style and feel of it is like really similar to, to Luke's English podcast. And it's kind of very strange to listen back to it because it kind of makes you think, wow, this is, this is really bizarre. Someone has really, is, has really learnt from me 
and it's actually uh, inspired by me and, and sort of doing what I'm doing. It's like I've created a whole new thing which people can do. Um, so th- this is a kind of a deep uh, subject for me. I just wanted to say, check out Zdenek's podcast. It's good. He's really good. He's really funny. He's an interesting guy. He's got some interesting things to say, and it can be quite a good companion to Luke's English podcast. But uh, Zdenek has sent me messages, and I'm in contact with him, and he's sent me some some messages which I intend to play on episodes of the podcast. Um, specifically, he sent me some things about the Pink Gorilla episode, which, in his opinion, is is the best episode that I've ever done. Um, and he's got, you know, he's, he's, he's done a master's degree in, in English language and linguistics. He's very clever, very qualified guy. And in his opinion, the Pink Gorilla episode is, is really, really great work. And he sent me a whole message explaining exactly why he thought it was a really good thing. And so I, I'm sorry, Zdenek, I'm not doing it in this episode because that's not what I intended to do. But I will do an episode in which I deal with the message you sent in the recording that you made uh, as, a, as an introduction to Luke's English podcast and the uh, comments that you made about the Pink Gorilla episode. I will do those. I'll cover those things in a podcast uh, in the uh, not-too-distant future. So this was it, listeners. My moment of fame. I think uh, Luke uh, explained the listeners very well my endeavour He said it was a bit weird for him, which I understand, that uh, uh, somebody actually has done something he's doing himself because he learned from him. And although he said it it was a bit weird, I think he generally heaped a lot of praise on my podcast and on my uh, attempt embarking on this podcasting dream journey. I think he did that because he is sort of, he, he thinks as a teacher and You know, we teachers, we need some job satisfaction. And what can be more satisfying than hearing or than uh, seeing that your uh, students actually uh, learn from you so much to, to, to such a level that they actually try to do something like you? This must be a really rewarding experience. So I can understand why he just lets me do this, even though my podcast doesn't really reach the magnitude of Luke's English podcast, it, it, can never, it can never do. Because not only I'm not a native speaker, but I'm also not a stand-up comedian. So I can't really uh, compete with Luke and Luke's English podcast. Maybe that's why he's okay with this, because he doesn't feel threatened. But this is where he is mistaken. I'm going to take this opportunity, and in secret, I'm going to slowly push Luke's English podcast away and take control of the whole internet and get not 6,000 downloads a day like he does, but 12,000 downloads. What 12,000? 20,000 downloads and more. I'm going to become obsessed with all those downloads, and it is going to kill me eventually. So it will be a sad story of a podcaster who destroyed another one just to basically die in a horrible way himself. Well, actually, listeners, I would never do that to Luke. If he tells me to stop recording my podcast right now, I will stop it, because I respect him. And on the whole, I was always this kind of an obedient, ideal type of a student. I, I knew how to behave. Not that I would be a SWAT, not really, but just teachers generally liked me for some reason. Well, Luke from Luke's English Podcast... I don't know how to deal with uh, so much flattery. At the moment, I'm blushing so much. 
that you wouldn't even recognize me. You would think that I have done too much physical activity or something, but because I look like a red orange. But I have to say, uh, Luke is right. Of course, I'm an awesome and uh, interesting man. Of course, I am. Who would doubt that? But uh, okay, my voice back. I don't. I don't really think I'm as clever. As he says, basically, I am not. Uh, I know uh, a lot of people who are much more clever and intelligent and smarter than me. And, uh, for example, my cousin, uh, the one who knows a lot about history, is, uh, is uh, a great example. So, basically, I think uh, uh, the things he said about me, he was really being nice, but it was a, mm, quite undeserved. You did overrate me, Luke, but it's okay. I can take this. But thank you very much anyway, Luke. I appreciate uh, this. I will treat you the similar way in my podcast. You will always be the star here, okay? Maybe you will scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Or I'll scratch your back, you'll scratch mine. Uh, okay? Something like this. Right. I'm not gonna scratch your back because I'm not a physiotherapist. And uh, secondly, I would rather scratch some pretty girl's back, you know, or, okay, maybe a cat's back, back, why do I keep saying back, it's not back, it's back, sorry listeners, back, back is the uh, back part of your body, back is something you put your uh, things in, alright, I beg your pardon, oh my god, now I confused you even more maybe, back, it's uh, spelled B-E-G, is uh, basically to want something from somebody, um, you know, uh, desperately. You have beggars in the street who want to uh, uh, get some money from the passers-by, and the activity they do is called begging. So I, I hope uh, this hasn't confused you too much. The three different words, bag, bag, and back. Okay? But let's go back to my point uh, that I, I want to uh, destroy... Luke from Luke's English Podcast as a competitor to my Zdeniek's English Podcast. Hmm. You know, I'm, I'm kind of wondering what's gonna happen now. I might expect deluge. Maybe not deluge, but just bunch of curious listeners of Luke's English Podcast. Uh, go and check out my site because uh, Luke is very influential and basically everything he says is uh, kind of sacred and holy. And uh, yeah, so... They will do it, but of course they are used to high standards and they will come here to listen to my podcast with, with such high expectations and uh, I don't know how I can really lo- uh, lo- um, live up to such expectations. I don't think I can do it because, you know, I'm not a native speaker and my podcast is not perfect. It's flawed. I make mistakes. I'm, I'm, I admit it. I'm an advanced learner of English, but I do make mistakes. I'm a teacher of English, but I do make mistakes. When I say do make mistakes, it's not a mistake, actually, in using a wrong collocation. To make mistake is correct. To do mistake is incorrect. But if I do make mistakes, it means do is used as an auxiliary verb before the verb make to sort of strengthen, to emphasize the fact that I make mistakes. Okay, I hope you get it. Of course you get it. You're listeners from Luke's English Podcast. Now I insulted you. And you're not gonna listen to this anymore. Right, I don't know. Maybe you can just sort of try this out and see. 
uh, maybe it can be inspiration for you too, guys. It is really good speaking practice. If you have no one to speak to, I mean, listening to podcasts, it's great, but it only uh, improves your listening skills. But some sometimes, I think not sometimes, but always you need to improve your speaking skills. It's equally as important as your listening skills. So why why don't you do this? As Luke says, why don't you try and record your own podcast? We can, we can uh, make this podcasting fan community and... Uh, we can exchange our podcasts and we can have fun listening to each other podcasts and uh, become friends or something. I don't know. I want to express my deepest gratitude and I want to thank you, Luke, for this, for doing this for me. And if you happen to be listening, thank you very much for your Jedi mind trick. You see, uh, I exchanged some messages with Luke and he said he would use Jedi mind trick to improve my download rates on podomatic.com site. He kept his promise and I did really get more downloads. And uh, I hope uh, the, the, the files you downloaded didn't go to your bin. And if they had gone there, there is still slight chance that they hadn't been deleted because you might have changed your mind or something. You might have said, okay, I'm gonna give this guy a second chance. He doesn't really deserve it, but what the hell, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do a good deed and improve my karma or something, I don't know. So now I would like to welcome all new listeners, the listeners from Luke's English Podcast, any other new listeners and of course my old faithful and loyal listeners. Welcome to this episode of Luke... <laughs> no, welcome to this episode of ZDX English Podcast. Soon you're going to uh, find out what this episode is about. Actually, uh, this is unexpected, but uh, the introduction to this episode has been a bit longer than usual. So, uh, it, I think this whole episode will be a bit longer than usual. Never mind. This episode is called The Referee and the Ball. Surprisingly, this episode is going to be about a referee and the ball. You wouldn't have guessed it yourselves, right? Sometimes I don't know what to choose as a topic for a podcast episode so that it would be intriguing enough, so that it would catch actually your attention, perhaps to the degree that you would listen with your mouth open. And then uh, you might get some visitors in, uh, in the form of uh, flies, uh, which, is not, which is rather nasty. So don't leave your mouth open. If you do, just make sure a fly doesn't fly in, because uh, then it might be hard for uh, for it uh, to fly out, as it may uh, as it may get stuck inside of your mouth. Okay, maybe if if you are hungry, this is a good way. This is a frog-like method to actually fill your stomach. But I don't know really. It is basically up to you what you do with your mouth. Uh, Uh, if you want to keep on talking, I can't really make it make it stop. Uh, I am not that powerful. I'm just a podcaster. I don't uh, possess any special power uh, to make you stop talking. Hmm, perhaps uh, now you have the opposite problem. You want me to stop talking. Um, but you can do it. I can't make you stop talking because I don't even know when you're talking and what you're talking about. But you do have this option. You are actually in better position than me. You can turn me off anytime you want, okay? So if you don't like listening to it, just switch it off. 
there is nothing easier than doing this when looking for topics for any conversation or podcast episode sometimes life itself can become huge inspiration for you and this is exactly what happened to me last sunday it was supposed to be a, a normal normal day in my life but for unknown secret maybe alien like reason this day turned out to be one of the most extraordinary days in my life um I'm going to tell you about uh, this day, what what exactly happened to me and how it is connected to the title of this episode, of course. This is what you can expect. And just for the for those listeners from Luke's English podcast, you might recognize some vocabulary that uh, Luke uses and um I use my podcast so that I can practice some of this vocabulary that Luke from Luke's English podcast uses. So I'm going to insert this vocabulary because I want to learn it myself i want to remember by using this uh, vocabulary in the in my own recording and then possibly listening back to it i believe this is one of the best ways to uh, actually memorize this so uh, you listeners from luke's english podcast if you happen to notice some vocabulary that um, luke uses there is absolutely no need to freak out or experience a deja vu or something like this It's not necessary to stress yourselves out. It's just that I want to practice it, okay? Right, Sunday. Uh you uh, learners of English as a second language. Have you ever noticed that Sunday is actually uh, actually consists of uh, uh the, the two words sun and day maybe. So it is it is somehow linked to the sun. And uh, this Sunday was a really sunny day to be honest. It was a beautiful day about 32 degrees in the shade something like this and uh because it was so hot I um I sent listeners I did uh by buying uh, some popsicles you know this is like ice cream on a on a piece of a stick uh, covered with uh, chocolate usually and because it was on sale in Tesco uh a day a day before uh, on Saturday I had bought I had bought about six six of these and put it in my freezer and um I just couldn't resist the temptation to eat all of it on Sunday. I don't know why, but I ate five pieces of ice cream on Sunday. Unbelievable. Five popsicles. And because I I tried to be a sportsman, it did really make me feel um guilty. It didn't make me feel sick certainly. it actually was a pleasant experience eating all this all this ice cream but uh, because i i was a bit guilt stricken i know it makes me fat right it makes anybody fat to eat such a huge amount of ice cream and i hate to be fat i was supposed to play a football match on sunday uh, my football team for which i'm playing uh, was playing on this day but uh, because i w- i am at the moment i'm sort of injured um i had injured my ankle earlier in the previous game uh when i say ankle i don't mean uh, the ankle uh, a lot of my students keep confusing these two words for some reason um ankle is uh, the part of your body uh, a joint uh, not not the joint uh, that you smoke uh, not not this one and ankle is your relative it's basically um your parents uh, brother or uh, sister 
No, not really. It's not. It's not your parent's sister. It's just brother. The sister would be aunt. Sorry, guys. I wasn't thinking. I had this mnemonic which I used to remember uh, the, uh, the, uh, the difference between these two, the difference in pronunciation between these two words, and that was uh, that you know there was a rice called Uncle Ben's, and it used to be very famous. Uh, there, uh, there was always. Um, a lot, of, a lot of advertisement on TV, and it kind of gets into your head if you if you keep listening to it on on an ad. So um, Uncle Ben's was rice. Um, I hope uh, this doesn't exist anymore, so that I'm not making unpaid unpaid um, promotion here for this rice. Otherwise, they would have to pay me a lot of money, you know. And I, I can't, of course, I can't uh, take so much money. It would be ridiculous. Uh, no, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't accept the money. You know, I could use some of this rice, maybe. Yes, but uh, I'm not gonna take any money. Certainly not. Okay, where was I? Yes, I was telling you about my hurt ankle, and uh, not only I have a hurt ankle, but I also have um, something with my triceps. I had pulled it by accident in a gym, and now I can't really work out because it it's very painful when I do. So now I'm injured in two different places and I can't, I can't do sport uh, as I would like to. So basically I can't run, I can't work out properly. All I can do is a uh, bit of cycling, a bit of swimming and uh, I can work out my abs. So on Sunday I went to a lake first and then there was this football match of my football team and I thought... Well, it's like 20 kilometers, maybe. I mean, it was an away match and we played it 20 kilometers from the place I live. I could go, I could go uh, there by bike so that I would stretch my muscles a bit and maybe I would burn the, those calories uh, that I gained by eating all that ice cream. I thought it would be a good idea. Yeah, but you know, you have sometimes this kind of inner fight with you, especially if there is a B option which is a bit more attractive than A option. So the B option for me was that my football team, which is, of course, Arsenal London, my, I mean, my favorite football team, the team I support, uh, the team of which I'm a fan, uh, was playing uh, a friendly match in Emirates Cup against Galatasaray Istanbul. And uh, I thought I could watch this because it could be a good, good match. So I was like, should I go by bike? Should I burn those calories, do something good for my body? Or should I just lie down and enjoy, relax, watching the football game? Fortunately, that day I had a really strong will. And I decided to go, uh, go for this ride by bike. And it turned out to be one of the best decisions of my life. I set off at uh, quarter past four. And the, ma- the match was scheduled at five. So, uh, on pu- maybe on purpose, I was uh, setting out a bit later so that I would be a little bit under the pressure of being behind the schedule so, what, so that I would actually have to go faster, I mean at a higher speed, in order to arrive at, a, at the venue of the football match on time. So, I put on a, a cycling jersey, my helmet, also a pair of sunglasses, actually... Uh, Somebody had stolen uh, my best pair of sunglasses, which cost me a lot of money, and uh, it it had these 
changeable uh, glasses, which you could change according to the conditions they were. So they were white, yellows, and black ones. It was rather cool, and somebody had stolen it. I don't really understand how people can be so bad sometimes. Anyway, I had to take my uglier pair of sunglasses, because this was the only one I had. And then I made myself a cold drink. I had put it in a freezer before, so that it would stay colder for a longer time. So I was really ready to go, and I set off. It was boiling hot, and uh, I wasn't actually pouring sweat or anything, because I'm kind of in a good form at the moment. I've done a lot of running and jogging, and um, I'm on a hot streak, so um, it didn't make me sweat much. Although I was riding quite fast, because of the fact that uh, I wanted to get there on time, you know. The journey was really smooth. There were no cars on my way. I took, I, I chose um, uh, the, uh, the fastest possible way to get there. So it was across uh, the, the town of Nimburg on the main road. And surprisingly, there were not many cars. And I was really, I was really doing very well. I was going really fast. Maybe it had to do with the fact that I had oiled my chain before or something. I don't know. But uh, yeah, and I had no puncture, no accident, no falling off the bike. Nothing of this sort, luckily. Then I got there and it was 5 to 5. So I did really well. I had to ask somebody in the village where uh, about the location of the pitch because I didn't know where exactly it was. And um, when I got there, to my surprise, there was nobody. I was like, what is going on? It's 5 minutes to the beginning of the match. The players should be stretching out and uh, there should be some fans cheering already or something there is no one i was like what is going on is this the right uh, is this the right pitch is this the right village is this the right time is this the right day because the last thing i wanted was to go to see a football match 20 kilometers away from where i live just to find out that i made a mistake or somebody has made a mistake or maybe the match had been cancelled and nobody let me know you know, because I wasn't supposed to play exactly. I, I came there as a fan. So what, maybe they, they hadn't let me know or something. I don't know. I didn't know. I didn't know what to think. But in about five minutes, a few guys uh, actually started gathering. Uh, the guys from the home team. And they told me that the match is scheduled at six. So I made a mistake myself. But it was okay. I just sat down and, uh, and played with my mobile phone. Uh, checked. Facebook messages and Skype, you know, the usual. And then uh, the players of my team started coming, so everything was fine. I just wished I could have played, you know, because if you are a football player and you can't play, it's horrible for you. Even if you are on a bench or if you are injured, just to watch your friends play, it is an awful feeling. You always want to play yourself. Anyway... More and more players were coming to the pitch, so it looked like the, uh, the match is about to start. But I couldn't not notice that there was something wrong. Our manager, who is this kind of a playing manager he plays in the team as well, uh, was becoming a little bit nervous about something. Soon I learned what the problem was. The referee didn't show up, and it was our manager who was organizing him. 
So it was basically his responsibility. It was our manager's responsibility that the referee turns up and takes charge of this match. Now everybody, the, the players of the opposite team, the fans, just everyone was slightly becoming furious about this situation. And then it happened. The manager came to me, I remember like it was today, and said, Zdeněk, could you do this? I was like, what? Do you mean, do you want me to be the referee? But, but I have never done this in my life. I am injured. I'm in my cycling jersey. Why don't you ask somebody else, somebody more qualified? Why me? I was in a, in a state of a shock when he asked me, to be honest. But at the same time, I felt kind of honored that he asked me and not somebody else. But maybe he asked me because I, w I wasn't, I wasn't uh, capable of playing. And I told him that why, why is he going for me, for an injured player who needs to have a rest, who needs to rest his uh, problematic ankle. And uh, he said that as a referee, I can, uh, I can uh, be in the, in the circle, in the middle circle, you know. The one from which you do the kickoff, because at this level, uh, a lot of referees basically do this because they they have like 100 kilos and more, and obviously you can't move this weight so easily. So you have to stand in the circle, because simply the circle is the most strategic place from which you can see everywhere, and of course it's ridiculous. You should be as a referee running and uh, trying to be as close as possible to um, potential incidents but basically I wasn't that hurt I was not unable to uh, do a bit of running but uh, I just couldn't play I, co I could do the refereeing but I was just so much shocked that I didn't know what to say to be honest I was like questioning the whole thing why on earth did he choose me because, uh, because uh, I'm a teacher because I'm an experienced football player or because I have nothing to do basically because I'm because I just came to have a look at the match. Was he really that desperate? And there was nobody else who, would, who could do this. That he had to cho choose me. I couldn't believe it really. I was like um, to in a total disbelief. I was in my cycling jersey. Uh, I had never done anything of this sort before. Well obviously I know football and football rules. Like the back of my hand. But one thing is knowing the theory. And another thing is uh, the practice, you know. Um, it must be really hard, I thought. And uh, at first I was kind of adamant, but as the time progressed and the situation kind of escalated, I was slowly considering this option that I could really try to be in charge of this match. I mean, it could be, it could be a wonderful opportunity to try something new. And see see the whole um, sport from another completely another point of view, which could be could be interesting. I thought, and uh, I learned one thing in my life: just because you have light doubts about what you are doing, you should not stop yourself from doing it. That's what I, that's what I learned from recording the next English podcast, actually, listeners. So I was doubting myself really. I was doubting my my ability to do this, but. I made up my mind and I said I would do it. So my manager, he just gave me uh, the whistle and uh, it was kind of cool because it was attached to an armband and uh, he also gave me 
like uh, the the cards, the red card and the yellow card, and then came a funny moment when I actually laughed at myself, because I um, what you do with the cards is that you put it in your pocket in your shorts, but I didn't have any shorts really. I had the cycling jersey, so what I had to do is to put it in the in the top. You know, the cycling jersey actually consists of two parts: the the like the t-shirt, the vest, and uh, this has like at the back this has pockets so that a cyclist can put there uh, maybe a map or um, a wallet or a telephone or something. And this is where I put my cards. So I didn't have it in a pocket like uh, in shorts, like what a normal referee would do. But I had it in my cycling jersey, which was really ridiculous. And I had to laugh at myself when I when I did that. I don't know what the others were thinking. They were probably just happy that somebody decided to do this. I don't know. I was in trance at that moment. You know, sometimes, no, very often in, uh, before matches, I get this kind of slightly nervous feeling, like it's a mixture of excitement and nervousness as well. When you have the butterflies in your stomach, which, by the way, doesn't mean that you have had. Uh, butterfly soup or butterfly steak for dinner or something no not really it's just an english idiom it's an english expression for being nervous to have butterflies in your stomach when i got this whistle and the cards and they told me the match would start in five minutes it was much more intense to be honest i even experienced something which i hadn't experienced for a long time since the end of my uh, actually university studies And that is uh, this moment when I had, before exams, I was being funny before the exams just to calm myself down. This was my, my way of defense, to calm down my nerves, basically. I was joking about with my friends, with my uh, classmates. And I would do this all the time. I used to do this every time before any kind of uh, important exam. And now I started doing this again. I started joking with my teammates now, and even with the opposite team, team players, I was like, okay guys, it's your choice, you want the referee who had never done this in his life? Here you go, wish me good luck, and uh, pray that you are not sent off, or pray that uh, I don't uh, give a penalty, which is not supposed to be, or something, you know. It was only a friendly match, but still, I took it really seriously in my mind, and I was... Uh, I was kind of looking forward to it, but I wanted this really to be over as well, you know? Especially looking at the sky uh, above our head, which was becoming sort of black. And um, it was apparent that a storm was about to come, because the sun has had come out. And it just there were a lot of signals which would tell us clearly that this was going to happen. I just didn't know when. Right, I need to apologize. Sorry for this violent cut. And I'm not apologizing for the background music. This is just an experiment I'm trying to do. I need to stop here because this episode is going to be way too long. And there is so much I want to tell you. Okay, I'm, I'm apologizing for this Facebook uh, pop-up message or whatever sound too. Sorry guys, I need to stop here. And uh, next episode will be part two of uh, the episode The Referee and the Ball. And you will hear the rest of the story. Bye!